Testament. Part of the Pentateuch. Part of the Torah. You follow as I read the chapter in its entirety. It's only 12 verses, but let me read you of this event. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the people of Israel and get from them staffs, one for each father's house, from all their chiefs according to their father's houses, twelve staffs. Write each man's name on his staff and write Aaron's name on the staff of Levi. For there shall be one staff for the head of each father's house. Then you shall deposit them in the tent of meeting before the testimony where I meet with you. And the staff of the man whom I choose shall sprout. Thus I will make to cease from me the grumblings of the people of Israel, which they grumble against you. Moses spoke to the people of Israel and all their chiefs gave them staffs, one for each chief, according to their father's houses, 12 staffs. And the staff of Aaron was among their staffs. And Moses deposited the staffs before the Lord in the tent of the meeting, or the tent of the testimony. On the next day, Moses went into the tent of the testimony, and behold, the staff of Aaron for the house of Levi had sprouted and put forth buds and produced blossoms, and it bore ripe almonds. Then Moses brought out all the staffs from before the Lord to all the people of Israel. And they looked, and each man took his staff. And the Lord said to Moses, Put back the staff of Aaron before the testimony, to be kept as a sign for the rebels, that you may make an end of their grumblings against me, lest they die. Thus did Moses, as the Lord commanded him, so he did. The people of Israel said to Moses, Behold, we perish. We are undone. We are all undone. Everyone who comes near, who comes near to the tabernacle of the Lord shall die. Are we all to perish? The grass withers and the flower fades. But the word of our God It endures forever. Guys, um, I'm assuming that most of you know a little bit about uh, the history of Israel. Uh, You know that they were in bondage in Egypt for all those years. And then uh, Moses let them out and they crossed the Red Sea. And then they came into the wilderness. And they they wandered around out there for 40 years. Do you you, you remember that? Well, one of the issues that, that plagued them... Um, throughout those wanderings for those 40 years was the, um, was the question of spiritual authority. Uh, they had numerous fights concerning, basically, who's in charge here. Um, I, I draw your attention to just a couple of them. Uh, or, um, one unfolds in Numbers chapter 3. That's where uh, the story you may remember of Nadab and Abihu <laughs> the sons of Aaron. Remember Aaron, Aaron is the high priest and he has two sons. Well, he's got four sons actually, but uh, two of them, Nadab and Abihu, decided that um, 
they didn't like the way that things were being done. And so the, the text says, um, well, my text in verse 4, 3, 4, number 3, 4 says, they offered, they offered unauthorized fires. <laughs> um, other translations say they, author, they offered strange fires. So what they did is um, they ignored the, the principles that had been outlined as to what should be included in worship. And they wanted to do their own thing. They wanted to design their own. And they didn't want anybody telling them, you know, how things were to be done. And so Nadab and Abihu, sons of Aaron, <coughs> uh, decided, well, I, I think it would be better done like this. And so they offered strange fires. And, of course, they died. Um, another one, which is um, almost hard to believe is in chapter 12 of that uh, book of Numbers when Moses' brother and sister, um, Aaron and Miriam, um, they too got in on the act. And they didn't like it that Moses was in the top dog spot. They say, this is in chapter 12, and they said, that is, Miriam and Aaron said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? <laughs> I mean, we don't like it that Moses is such a big dude. What about us? I mean, he's not the only one that the Lord's spoken through. Why? Hasn't he spoken through us too? I mean, um, we want a little of this uh, spotlight. We want to... We wanna, we want things to be, we want to be in charge a little. And so, um, as you may know in that story, a cloud comes over them. And um, Miriam ends up with leprosy. And then God, or Moses, intercedes for her. And, and God says, well, at least she's going to have her for seven days. And so she's a leper. She's leprous for seven days. And then you come to chapter 16. And you perhaps have the worst of all, the rebellion of the sons of Korah. Oh, it's, it's really, this is in chapter 16 of the book of Numbers, you, if you can find it. There's just a lot of interesting things that are said. In verse 3 and 16.3, they say, They assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said to them, You have gone too far, for all in the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? Then look at verse 10. Um, and would you, uh, and, and Moses, and he says, and then he was brought, uh, brought you near to him and all your brothers, the sons of Levi, and would you seek a priesthood too? I mean, Moses is speaking to the sons of Korah and saying, you know, he gave you this, you want that too? <clears throat> and then in verse 13, um, it is a small thing that you have brought us up out of the land of the flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness, that you must also make yourself a prince over us. We don't like it that you're in charge. We don't like it that you're the boss and we're not the boss. Why? It's, it's enough that <coughs> you let us out of Egypt, but you're not going to get to be the king too. Isn't that what we all want? I mean, don't we want to do it ourselves? 
Don't, don't we want to be in charge? Don't, don't we all want to be the one that names the tune? Don't, don't we all want to be the ones that gets to design our own little ways of doing things without somebody telling us how we ought to do them and how we ought not to do them? I mean, don't we want the spotlight? I mean, I'm tired of, you know, I'm tired of not getting any spotlight. We want some options. We want more than one leader. We want more than one mediator. We want more than one priest. Aaron's okay. But I want to be a priest too. So then you come to chapter 17. And by the way, chapter 17 is really the postscript of chapter 16. It's connected. And so God designs a plan. And and, and I read you the plan. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a rod, or a staff, they call it. You know, you know what a rod is, just something that they, kind of a walking stick. I want you to get everybody, I want you to staff from everybody, every tribe, all the 12 tribes. And I want you to write their names on them. Everybody writes their names on them. And then we're going to put them before the Lord in the tent of meeting. We're going to leave them overnight. And the one that I select, his rod is going to bud. So that's what happens. They leave it in there overnight and they come back the next day and sure enough, Aaron's rod has budded. Not only budded, it's blossomed and it's brought forth mature almonds. So Moses brings all 12 of them out. Benjamin, here's yours. Issachar, here's yours. Ephraim, here's yours. Dan, here's yours. He passes out 11 of them. There's one left. It's as if God designed a plan and said, we're going to settle this once and for all. I'm going to show you that there's one priest and there's only one and I get to choose him. Ladies and gentlemen, in in a day of pluralism and relativism, that, that message has been lost. Our culture and perhaps... Some of you, maybe, say the same thing. Oh, you know, I don't like it that, uh, you know, uh, you know, the only, only, only one, you know, only a couple of, you know, I'll be a few. And, uh, you know, uh, there's not just one priest. There's not just one mediator between man and God. Why, uh, Buddha sounds pretty good to me. And how about Muhammad? And God steps into the marketplace of ideas and he says, I'm going to settle this once and for all. I'm going to take a piece of wood and I'm going to do something on that piece of wood and it is going to bear much fruit. And that piece of wood 
was shaped like this. And from it came, ladies and gentlemen, not almonds, but eternal life. God has stepped forth into all of the chatter of conversations and said, I'm going to settle this once and for all. And then, I want my people to remember it. And here's how I want them to remember it. Through a sacrament that reminds us of his broken body and shed blood. The one that I put on that piece of wood that has brought eternal life to so many. Don't ever forget him. And so, my brother and sister in Christ, I call you to this table to once again remember that there was a piece of wood that was stuck in a hole on a mountain, a a hill called Calvary. And onto it was nailed the Son of God. And from that piece of wood, much fruit was born. And we're a part of it. Our Father, I do pray that you will remind us of all the great um, extremes to which you have gone so that your people might, might be saved. And I pray that you will uh, remind us of the great beauties of the gospel while we're around this table. And that even though my words may be confusing, may, might these, these things that we're about to do, might they um, remind us simply and, and poignantly of the, great, uh, of the great provisions of the gospel that is made. Lord, we commit ourselves to that and meet us here, asking it in Jesus' name. Amen.